Missouri Valley Conference. There's the championship for Evansville. The Illinois State Rippers are NCAA bound. The Indiana State Sycamores are tournament champions. Loyola Chicago, the tournament champion. And Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. And you and I has won the Missouri Valley Conference tournament championship. The Southern Illinois Salukis are Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Balfo has won the game, a miracle. Back on the Inside the Valley podcast, Derek Dockett, Associate Commissioner, New Media and Technology with you. And as we've all been talking about since the spring and now into the summer, uh, the big news has been uh, membership change here in the league as Valparaiso University is now a part of the Missouri Valley Conference, our newest member institution, uh, becoming official on July 1, 2017, as we've uh, had the hashtag Valpo in the Valley, as we continue to talk more about uh, what this means, not only for the Valley, but also for Val- Valparaiso as well. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined by a member of uh, Valpo Athletics uh, media relations team there. Brandon Vickery has been a part of the uh, department there and uh, actually is a Valparaiso graduate as well, a 2006 grad. Is that correct, Brandon? Uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah, yeah. I certainly don't uh, want to age you. I'm part of the Department of Variety Awards, including as an undergrad, now working into a full-time capacity the last couple of years. Uh, so I'm really excited about this change and being a part of this move and the excitement, the excitement here as we head into the Valley. Yes, yeah, so my bad on that. I certainly don't want to age you. Uh, nobody wants to be uh, <laughs> 10 years thrown into their life that they don't need to have. So, well, thanks so much for, again for taking the time to talk to you more about what it's like on the end there uh, for Valpo. But I guess my first question for you is uh, when the announcement came down, what sort of, uh, from your perspective as not only a, someone that has been a student there and now working for the athletic department and media relations, uh, what was your overall thought on the membership change for Valpo? Uh, you know, Derek, first of all, let me just uh, compliment you guys and your staff right off the bat. I think that since the change, before I answer your questions with my initial impression, everybody in my office and around Valpo Athletics has really been blown away by uh, the way the Valley operates. And I think that your new media aspect of it has been great. Uh, everything across the board, both what fans see publicly and some of the communication that goes on over email and behind the scenes and logistically has really been first class and really professional. So that part has really gotten us very excited. But going back to the initial question and kind of my initial impression, uh, when we first made the move and obviously we heard about it, leading up to the official announcement. A little bit of excitement and anticipation. It's always fun to try something new, uh, even just from a personal standpoint. I traveled to these cities. They were in your previous conference for several years to be going to new places, new schools, have new matchups to write about, and also renew some old rivalries for Valpo and teams that have played in the past and had conference affiliation with in the past. Uh, so obviously it's a great fit, and obviously on top of just being new, it's a step up in competition across the board for all of our teams, and it's fun to see the department move forward in that way. So really excited to see what it holds and, and excited to be a part of the Valley for the first time this coming season. So in terms of media relations, what are your particular responsibilities there at Valparaiso? Uh, so in terms of the sport responsibilities, uh, I'm uh, involved in all of our sports with the primary contact uh, for about half. So I work with men's soccer, football, 
men's and women's tennis, men's and women's golf, women's basketball, uh, and baseball. So those are my responsibilities in terms of the teams that I cover. And, and I specifically, and I like a couple of those sports are non-valley sports, travel with football during the fall. I do home and away there. And the same with uh, women's basketball in the winter and baseball in the spring. Uh, so those are the teams that I work with. Uh, it's been fun working with those teams and excited to see how each of them transitions into the valley. So I'm curious, uh, as we've been sort of working through the transition and things like that, and now that the 2016-17 uh, academic year and, and athletic year completed, uh, most recently with with us, with Missouri State bowing out on uh, Super Regional Round, that was our uh, our last, I guess, uh, soiree with uh, a team in active competition. Um, from an outsider's perspective, what, what sort of was your thought on the competition with, you know, seeing once you guys knew that this is the league that you're coming to, you've got Missouri State and baseball, uh, you know, a different level uh, team there that's so uh, been so great in our team, in our league. Uh, you see the draft picks that even uh, were, were out of the Missouri Valley Conference. This is like one in recent memory. Uh, second highest draft total in terms of uh, picks for the baseball draft with Jake Berger and Missouri State leading the way. When you see those kinds of things uh, about the league that you're joining, how does how do you react to that, and and how you think Valpo might stack up with the rest of the Valley? I think you're simultaneously excited and a little nervous because you know that uh, there is that step up there, especially in about baseball. And I work with baseball pretty closely, and we're doing all the the rumors up to the move of the Valley and knowing we were headed there. It was during baseball season, so that's a lot of the sport that was on my mind, and that's the sport that really allowed me to, while your season was still going, start watching some of your teams, watch the Valley tournament. And I'm really excited about seeing how our baseball team fits in in the Valley. But, yeah, certainly Missouri Baptist, I mean, Missouri State and Dallas Baptist tried to combine the two there. I have been the two powerhouses excited for the chance to go compete at those facilities and to compete with those teams. I think that as a baseball guy, uh, just being a part of a conference with the prestige of the Valley in baseball is exciting. And boy, certainly the draft, I track pretty closely and it seems like Valley player after Valley player was picked and it's exciting to go in and be a part of that. And obviously I think there is a transition period and I think that it should be a nice boost to recruiting to be able to to be a part of that conference. And so at Wedding, we'll see that play out. And I think Valpo is a very talented team as it is. We'll see that play out where they're going to get better and better uh, as that recruit those recruits start to come in uh, since the move to the Valley was made. I was kind of curious because you guys are now rolling out a, uh, a project where you're talking Valpo in the Valley. You're you're previewing upcoming sports in the upcoming year and, and uh, shooting some of the coaches talking about uh, the move for their particular program. Uh, and you guys started off with women's soccer. Um, and, of course, women's soccer, men's soccer, cross-country, fall sports, along with volleyball, that will be happening as sooner than we, than we know. Um, what's sort of been sort of the reaction – uh, of the coaches there, particularly the ones you work with, for example, baseball or men's soccer. Um, can you can you frame their sort of perspective of what their excitement has been? Uh, well, you mentioned the Valpo and the Valley series in reference to women's soccer. So let's actually start there, even though it's not a team that I work with specifically. I think John Novich is a guy that is going in there and saying, hey, we're going to do everything we can to win this conference. We're going to win there not just to be a part of the league, not just to be competitive. We'll have to win this thing. And he's the type of guy, 
and I have kind of a, a low-key demeanor, but even hearing him come into my office and speak about his team, you know, it gets me fired up and maybe I feel for him or something like that. So I think that uh, that's the attitude that the coaches are trying to take. Um, it's, a, it's an attitude where hey, they're excited about the moves, but they you know in some cases there's some work to do. And it was the same way in Rocco transition conferences previously a decade ago, going from the Midcon to the Horizon League, it was a step up in competition for a lot of our sports at that time, and the coaches rose to the occasion. So my feeling is that the coaches and student-athletes at Gopo respond to the fact that, hey, to win this league, we're going to have to be a little better than we were previously to win our previous conference in our sport. So I think there's a good level of excitement and anticipation, and I think that they're ready to come out and try to compete right away. I want to go quickly through some of the sports that you cover and just sort of uh, – Recap what the how the team performed last year, and then coming back, who might be someone, uh, one or two student athletes that uh, could be difference makers uh, on the field on the court uh, for those particular teams. Uh, let's start uh, with men's soccer. Um, last year, uh, the Valley pretty impressive year. We had uh, two teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Loyola was uh, was ranked in the in the uh, top twenty five in the top ten or fifteen for much of the year, uh, actually. So uh, they'll be pretty strong in the uh, in terms of teams returning in our league for Valpo. Uh, what's sort of uh, the thought for from you of what uh, to expect from the Crusaders there, and who might be a student athlete that uh, could lead the way? I'm sure. I think a student athlete that will lead the way right off the bat is Ramon Howell, and he's a guy that has professional potential. He's very impressive. Uh, he's a Jamaican-born player, and Valpo does a tremendous job in men's soccer of international recruiting and having great diversity on the roster and the team in that regard. Ramon Howell's a guy that comes back and uh, three goals and a couple of assists this past season. He's a guy that'll step up and really be a centerpiece for the team and kind of a face of the team this year. But there's a lot of transition for men's soccer. This is a team uh, that uh, lost a ton of seniors a year ago. Uh, it even has quite a bit of question marks, and especially when you're recruiting guys internationally, uh, sometimes uh, you, from an outside perspective, when you have to be coach and you're just tracking these players, it's hard to know how exactly they'll transition uh, to the college-level game here. So I'm excited to see. They always seem to reload. Um, Mike Avery is the, the head soccer coach. It might be interesting to some Valley fans who have a uh, husband-wife duo running our men's soccer and volleyball programs. His wife, Karen, is our volleyball coach. Uh, so this, those, two, those two have been around. Uh, veterans, uh, they both had great success with their programs. Karen, uh, until this past year where she had an injury riddled season, uh, had 20 matches, 14 years in a row, 20 matches or more, 14 years in a row. And then Mike, on, as far as men's soccer, they turned around a program that went from losing 70% of its matches before he got here to, to winning or tying 70% of its matches since he's been here. Uh, so uh, there's a consistency of being competitive in men's soccer that I anticipate will continue, even with some turnover on the roster with a, a large number of guys graduating and a younger, more inexperienced team expected this year. Women's basketball in the Valley in 2016-17 had two teams. Uh, also uh, reached the NCAA tournament. Drake was phenomenal last year. Now, uh, Lizzie Window, who was, uh, you know, pretty much almost All-American, she didn't quite get that uh, accolade this past year. Uh, but she was so, so good. And the Bulldogs were ranked uh, at the close of the season. Um, 
went through our conference undefeated, won the conference tournament as well, uh, got the uh, automatic bid. But Northern Iowa received an at-large bid as well. They had a phenomenal year as well. Uh, so those two teams will be uh, back uh, next year. And we'll see what happens with the rest of the league. Missouri State typically uh, pretty good for us. Indiana State could be a team to look for. Southern Illinois has uh, turned the corner uh, in in uh, recent years with Cindy Stein uh, uh, leading the way there and sort of changing the culture uh, for their team as well. Uh, for Valparaiso, what do you think about women's basketball there? Well, for fans, they're just starting to get to know our program. And for teams across the Missouri Valley Conference, Amy Franklin is the name that you'll want to know. And she is all over the Valpo record book. She's Valpo's leading scorer far and away. And I think she'll be a force right away in the Missouri Valley Conference, the same way she was in the Horizon League. She scored 559 points a year ago. It was the second most in a single season in the history of Valpo women's basketball. Uh, she's in the top 10 career-wise in a variety of categories already with still her senior season left to be played. And uh, She is really uh, the, the leader of the team, kind of a quiet leader, leads by example, uh, but she's no question the name to know in terms of Valpo women's basketball. But looking at the roster, and I was just completing the, the new roster, turning things over for the new year, and out of 15 scholarship players uh, for this coming year, seven will be either a true freshman uh, or a redshirt freshman. So it's a young team. So you have five true freshmen, two freshmen that will be redshirt freshmen that were here a year ago and were injured and received medical redshirts. Uh, so there's a lot of youth, uh, a lot to be excited about, I think, with the, the future of the program. Uh, you have some noteworthy recruits coming in. Uh, Nicole Kinesny is been a player that's had a lot of success. She's coming up winning a state title at South Bend St. Joe in Indiana. She comes in as a freshman. Ella Ellenson is a very notable basketball name. Her brother, Henry, plays for the Detroit Pistons and was a star at Marquette. Uh, so, so you have some talent both returning and coming in uh, for women's basketball. I'm really excited to see what the long-term future holds and also excited to see what Dana Franklin can do and uh, what record she can break this season in her senior season. I'm sure you guys have all seen as you've been doing your Valley research, things like that. Of course, uh, the whole part of probably why you guys are part of this league is that we do consider ourselves a basketball centric uh, league and that we treat women's basketball uh, on a different playing field than most conferences do. And one of those aspects of how we treat it is that our conference tournament for women's basketball is truly a neutral site conference tournament. Uh, once again, we'll be held at, in the Quad Cities at the iWireless Center uh, in Moline, Illinois. So uh, I don't know what that opportunity uh, means for, for Valpo there, but obviously a different look for uh, postseason basketball from what I guess the Crusaders are typically used to uh, playing on a campus site. So uh, for us, it's been tremendous. It's been great. The last few years have grown the tournament uh, thanks to our partners in the Quad Cities. So uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll be excited to see how the Crusaders uh, enjoy the atmosphere as we did last year. It was great. We had our, our second highest uh, neutral site championship game crowd last year with Northern Iowa and Drake playing for the championship. Yeah, I know our team, our players and coaches are very excited about that. Probably what women's basketball is most excited about going into the Valley is that tournament in the Quad Cities. And they'll have a standalone tournament that's women's basketball and not meshed in with the men's tournament. I think will be a tremendous positive. It'll be center stage. You mentioned the crowd, excited about that. And then on top of that, to have the neutral site, as you alluded to, 
huge. We've experienced both over the years here on the women's side, and, and certainly the neutral site is what our, our staff and our players favor over a host site uh, for the conference tournament. So we're really excited about all those factors. Can't wait to get to that point and to see what the tournament holds. All right, fast-forwarding to the spring with the other sports you cover. In terms of men's and women's golf, um, actually a pretty unique uh, history for us here in the league. We actually had a, a student-athlete this year uh, as Wichita State team departing the league, uh, won the team championship, but Illinois State's uh, Trent Wallace qualified. He was our medalist winner this past uh, spring, uh, winning the individual title at our golf championship and qualified uh, for the NCAAs, but also not only won this preliminary round, but reached the championship round uh, as an individual. So that was pretty exciting for us here. And he'll be back. He was only, I believe he's only a sophomore, so he'll be a junior uh, this coming year at Illinois State. So they may be the team to beat uh, this coming year, but Missouri State, Southern Illinois in recent years has really improved in terms of men's golf uh, on that line as well. So uh, the competition could be even more tighter, quite honestly, as the teams have sort of improved here in terms of men's golf in the Valley. Yeah, and as far as Valpo and how Valpo fits into it, I think first things first with this team, um, perhaps more so than any other, and they exemplify uh, the idea of student-athlete and the idea of champions in classroom and competition in the sense that Valpo actually had the highest team GPA in the nation uh, last year, the previous season, so finished with the highest GPA of any men's golf team. And on top of that, you know, they've been to the NCAA tournament in recent years, uh, they've had good success on the course, and uh, it will be interesting this year. This is another sport. They're replacing several key individuals. Pete Webb uh, had been their leader, and he's gra- he graduated uh, this past spring. The same with Nick Seitz, who had been kind of part of that one-two punch. Uh, but still some quality players returning uh, that the team's excited about. So it'll be interesting to see where they fit in. But Dave Green does a great job with his program. And I think he always gets the most out of his players, both on the course and in the classroom. Uh, so I think that they have a chance to be competitive and fit right in in the Valley in men's golf. Women's golf, uh, a little bit similar as well. Missouri State won the team championship this year. Evansville's Kayla Catterhenry, uh, she graduated, so the Crusaders won't have to deal with her, but she was phenomenal. Uh, won, uh, I believe she's got the most individual titles uh, in, in Valley women's golf history now, but uh, she has graduated. I believe she won 11 uh, individual tournaments in her time at Evansville in the league. So uh, obviously she, she will actually still be in the league. I just found out that she will become a uh, graduate assistant coach for the Evansville uh, golf team there. So she'll still be around, but uh, individually she was phenomenal, but um, we've, we've had some really quality teams playing over the last couple of years. Uh, and that, that sport has sort of been one where uh, you see teams, come out of nowhere and, and show that, you know, they've got what it takes to compete. Uh, I'm curious to see if the Crusaders can be on that same level too, because I can tell you Southern Illinois, Missouri state, uh, Evansville, Bradley in recent years have all uh, been well. And Illinois state belongs in that category as well. I can remember my first couple years working in the league office here uh, was when Illinois state won two, the first two championships or so. So um, could be an opportunity for the Crusaders to see if, if that the, even, the playing field is as even as I think it is. And yeah, I think when you're evaluating any team and program, you want to see progress headed in the right direction. And that's what we've seen with the women's golf team and Valpo. 
Uh, this past year was interesting. Our head coach, uh, new head coach, took over after the fall season in December. So he was really new to uh, coaching here at Valpo going into the spring season. Really had immediate success. John Haas, the head coach. Uh, for his team, uh, they had the best scoring average in program history in his first season. Um, so it's nice to see that progress. A relatively brief history of women's golf at Valpo, as this is one of the, the university's newer programs. Um, but uh, really good to see that progress for their team. They set a single tournament scoring record for the team. Uh, so really the best women's golf Valpo's had. They have some nice young golfers that are going to be around to hopefully sustain that and keep it moving forward over the next few years. Tennis, a little bit of an interesting situation, not only for Valpo, for Valpo, but also for the Missouri Valley Conference going into this next year. Of course, uh, the men's tennis programs in our league have now transitioned to the Summit League as affiliate members, uh, which Valparaiso and their men's tennis team uh, will join as well. But I want to be sure that you get a chance to talk about the men's team because I do know uh, a little bit of uh, the background there, but I want to be, sh- be sure I give you a chance to talk about it. Uh, but first, but on the women's side, um, again, um, um, it's one of those things where we've had Missouri State, they've revitalized their program. They'll uh, actually host a championship this year. They've got a phenomenal facility in Springfield, Missouri uh, for the spring. Um, but Drake has been good in recent years. Illinois State has had the history. Bradley actually had an in, they, they hosted an indoor tournament that they pr- produced for our Valley on ESPN3 uh, platform. Uh, so they're taking their program in the, in the correct direction as well. Um, curious what, what that looks like in the future for Valpo women's tennis as well. And then if you can jump into what the men's tennis team accomplished this year, because I want to be sure that you can get a chance to talk about what they were able to do. Sure, and I think what the men's team has done in recent years is kind of a model that the women's team is hoping to follow, and I think they're on the right track, off to a good start in turning the program. They've been down. Uh, their records have not been good in recent years, but even down the final stretch of this, and this is the year where the record it doesn't necessarily indicate the progress that I thought this team made. I this is one of the most improved teams over the course of the season. And this is a program that's in recent years grown accustomed to losing every match 7-0. And down the final uh, five matches of the year, they get a win in there. And they have some 5-2s and some 4-3s. So definitely the progress is there for women's tennis. And I think the most exciting factor there is that the two recruits that they have coming in uh, are high-level recruits, so the best recruiting class that Apple's ever had in women's tennis. So that certainly could help that program turn the corner as they can continue to rebuild and, and build and kind of get that program turned around where you're seeing a little bit more in the win column. And you know, on the men's side, that's exactly what they were able to do over the last five years or so now. They went from a team that was the last place team in the conference that had, had uh, struggled for a number of years and, and really turned it around in a big way. And, and they did it over a four-year period where they set the program record for victories in each of the last four seasons. And it all culminated with back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances each of the last two years, um, back-to-back league titles, both regular season and tournament. Jeffrey Church and Charlie Emhart, uh, both pursuing professional careers now. A very good team. They also had great success as a singles player. And when you look at the, the, the four-member senior class that just graduated from Valpo for men's tennis, and it was not only Jeffrey and Charlie, but yeah, and Kyle Dunn and David Powell. And it was the best four players in the history of men's tennis. Uh, 
statistically here as they rank one through four uh, in just about every career category of rewriting Broncos record books. So that turnaround has probably been one of the most fun things of this past year or two in Gopal Athletics to cover and to follow and how the challenge is sustaining that success. Veteran coach Jim Gordy has been there ups and downs of the program since, uh, since 1985. Uh, so he, he's been around the block, and we'll see if he the program can sustain success here after losing that big senior class. But Chad Kissel, the guy that comes back, is one of their top guys. So obviously not in the Valley, but competing against several other Valley schools with that affiliate membership in the Summit League here for men's tennis. Absolutely. So we're, we're glad they were able to find a conference home and the other teams can join uh, on the women's side here in the league uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference. So, And finally, baseball for you. Um, like I said, we talked about the outsets when we started out. Uh, the interview was, you know, Missouri State. We all know what they did and uh, nothing taken away from Dallas Baptist as well winning the conference tournament. Um, you know, Southern Illinois has made some strides in the last couple of years. Uh, Indiana State has had some success reaching into a tournament most recent since 2012. Um, you know, baseball is one of our more historic sports here uh, in the Valley with some tr- some great history and tradition. And looking at the list of uh, players to go on to the, the major leagues, it's, it's nothing short of uh, pretty unique. And the names of Ryan Howard and, you know, Sean Manaya and, and these th- names like that. Most recently, a couple guys here in St. Louis with uh, Missouri State's Luke Voigt, Paul G- DeYoung at Illinois State, and Kyle Freeland pitched at Evansville. He's now with Colorado. So even in recent uh, months, recent recent weeks and days, they're, they're guys that have roots in the Missouri Valley Conference now making a difference in major leagues. Uh, what sort of Alpo's outlook for uh, the future for baseball? Yeah, this is, this is a season where Rosalpa this past year was coming off graduating a large class the previous year. And it was a smaller senior, senior class and impactful players, uh, but a smaller senior class in 2017. I ended up bringing a lot back in 2018. Uh, Sam Shaken had a tremendous season. It went a little bit under the radar for a guy that hit 317 uh, and really had a breakout year as a sophomore for Rosalpa. Uh, tremendous freshman season on the mound for a couple guys. Easton Roadhouse out of Alpha's bullpen. John Teeman was a freshman All-American. Uh, he started to be the closer, racked up seven saves, and then eventually became one of the most valuable starting pitchers for the team down the stretch. So four wins and seven saves, uh, not bad for a, for a freshman year. So he really made an immediate impact. Um, it's a situation where it'll be interesting to see how the current roster translates over to the Valley. Um, but this is a team that has a lot of younger pieces in place, and i uh, really excited to see how that transition goes over the next few years and to see what they can do going forward. But definitely a lot back. Uh, a few key pieces lost, but uh, anytime we can uh, cut that number down of guys that are losing from the previous year, it keeps you optimistic about the future. Really good freshman, cl- uh, freshman class from this past year that will be sophomores. And a really solid, smaller but solid sophomore group. Uh, there will be juniors. Scott Caper is a great defensive catcher. And you mentioned Shaking and Chase Dawson and infielder. Uh, and Giovanni Garbella is a guy that will be a senior. And he had a real breakout year. He went from really struggling offensively over his first few years to hitting over 300 uh, during his junior season. So a lot of pieces in place. And we're really excited to see how it all comes together for the baseball. I almost buried to leave and forgot to ask the most important question. I'm, I'm sure you're probably a baseball fan yourself. What's your Major League Baseball team of choice? Uh, the Cubs. Uh, you know, I'm, not too, I'm not too happy right now. I was a happier guy about last 
last October, um, but uh, they were hanging in there. So I am a Cubs fan. I mean, Cubs have a uh, Dallas Baptist guy as well, and Ben Zobris, uh, a Slate Valley baseball tie there as well. Yeah, I'm not too happy either of being a Cardinal fan. I know you've got a Cardinal fan in your office there as a coworker, but uh, it's, it's a bit been rough for us as well, so we can all sort of uh, – Take take pride that none of us in the entire division are really performing all that well. <laughs> I guess at this point, but what's we'll uh, yeah, yeah, the good news? It's still up for grabs for somebody to get hot. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. So, I guess uh, will you be making the trip to St. Louis for our uh, sports information and marketing meetings coming up? And, you know, I, I will not. I'll miss that. Aaron Leavitt, who you alluded to, the Cardinal fan of the office, is going to represent us there and come back and pass along the happenings. Uh, but really excited to, to get going in the Valley, excited for yeah, games to be starting in the, the next six weeks or so. So we're getting to that point and getting everything ready for a new season and a really exciting season across South Athletics. Is it really six seasons? I haven't taken a vacation yet. <laughs> or six weeks and yeah. just get started. That's uh, I think I think something like that. Wow. So, uh, maybe even less for you know soccer exhibitions yeah. and things like that in early August. Uh, it's time for your vacation day. I know I, I got to get that taken care of here. I'll, I'll, hopefully, it's coming <laughs> real, real soon after we get done with the meetings next week. So, I really sure. appreciate you taking time. And again, like I said, we we'll look forward to working with you guys. And welcome to the Missouri Valley Conference. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time.